0: This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. The Republican Party should be on fire right now, and a vote that reflects the Republican Party being on fire is only a good thing. I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The Rules Committee sits up there and passes a bill, sends it to the floor, and we have no debate on the floor of this body. We haven't been able to offer an amendment on the floor of this body since May of 2016. The former leader and i have discussed this right here that's true but the fact is this place has to change it has to change and the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job or it comes from leadership and people ask me what do you want i want the tools or i want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day.
0: So those were some, those were some impassioned words yesterday from Congressman Chip Roy, who's going to be joining us on the program. What what, what hour is he in?
2: Well, we haven't.
0: Well, right that's right. We're yet. floating him, yeah, because he could been. be he could be on the floor. It's that kind of a day again. We still don't know. We still don't know what's going on in D.C. We can't get any anything done. We can't get any work from the people done. Can't. Because we can't figure out what's happening with Speaker. So, and then the latest Twitter files dropped. And then I've got some jobs news for you. And there's all kinds of stuff happening. Welcome to the nationally syndicated radio program. Heard coast to coast in hundreds of markets. And, of course, you can watch the simulcast of the radio show on our Facebook page, Official Dana Lash. Uh, also... You can watch it on uh, YouTube or Roku, all of that stuff. And the first also carries it. They have the simulcast. So you can watch on all these things. Now, to get... Oh, and don't forget the newsletter, Chapter and Verse. Lots of good stuff coming out there. Just to get started with this, this... At first they were talking about maybe adjourning this until... Adjourning the house until maybe perhaps Thursday. But they're back in for the fourth round today. And I'm looking at some of the latest for this. Let me just go over some of the headlines for you. So third round, he failed in the third round yesterday. Byron Donalds changed his vote to Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, and I think we have this audio, he was caught walking, well, he was in the hallway. This was after the all the votes, everything were done. And he was asked over and over again, are you going to run are you going to run listen to this because he was pretty adamant in his answer
3: but is there any chance that you may be speaker of the house no i watch yourself uh
4: no I, i'm big clear i want to i want to i want to chair a judiciary committee um i mean you guys know i like i like this ability to cross-examine witnesses and get the get the truth for the country so that's what i'm focused on. what needs to change between now and when this ends uh those looks like
0: tweet.
4: I don't know we're going to work on. It. But I got to get back to the office.
3: Yeah, you guys have more to meetings and
0: to negotiations to to tonight Johnson sir. Oh, no. He wants he wants to be chair of House Judiciary Committee. That's what he's going for anyway. That's I mean and that's kind of what he's been he's been primed to take that and that's the position that he wants. And I wrote about this yesterday in a, a fun piece, the House Speaker fight, because ultimately that's really what all this is coming down to. they I, I mean, they, they tried voting for Jim Jordan because what is, the, what, is the, what is the substitute? What is the replacement? I mean, the difference between what the grassroots did back in 2009 and what's happening now is that when grassroots pushed, remember Eric Cantor, he was one of the three young guns. When they pushed to oust Eric Cantor, grassroots had substitutes like Dave Bratt. Waiting in the wings. They had grassroots. We had people all over the country. And I mean, when you look back, this is back in 2014. When he ended up taking out Eric Cantor, Eric Cantor raised 25 times more than Dave Brat's budget. That's crazy. And yet he was still removed from his position, removed from office. And so, and then Paul Ryan was unceremoniously dethroned. He actually came up in Wisconsin being a friend of Grassroots, and then that changed. So there isn't a substitute. I hear all the time these people that talk about, oh, well, this is the process playing out. No one's talking about the process. I find that to be a really specious argument. No one's talking about the process. The criticism is that nobody has an alternative. Give me an alternative that that is able to get to 218, because it's not Andy Biggs. Jim Jordan doesn't want it. Chip Roy doesn't want it. I don't know if Steve Scalise can get to 218. He's nice, but I also don't know if Steve Scalise is going to be able to push around some of the more moderate members that have seniority in the House. I don't know. These are all things that people have to think of. So this, this whole specious argument I kind of find offensive. Actually, it pisses me off, if I'm being honest, because it's stupid. I see people who are like, oh, this is about the debate. Oh, shut the hell up. It's not about the debate. And I say that lovingly. This is about there's no alternative. No one's criticizing the debate. There's just no alternative. No one's saying that, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't hash this out. There's no alternative. If you're going to have a debate that usually means you're debating about the alternative or the choice that you have, correct? Who do they got? They're throwing noodles at the wall, and I'm saying House members. Now, if you're asking me personally, which I can't believe anyone would not know if they've ever listened to me for more than you know one hour, I would prefer Jim Jordan. How, how many times Kane, have I asked him? Every time he's been on show, the show, sure. I'm like, so when are you gonna when are you gonna go for our House Speaker? When are you gonna? And he's done with me asking him. He's like, I'm not going for a House Speaker. No, I'm not. I tell you what, I'm not gonna. I was asking people, I was burning up some of my contacts yesterday. I'm like, okay, because the Jordan vote, people were switching their votes to Jordan yesterday. And I really do think, I mean, it is a play. But I also, as I wrote, I don't think that this this is the plan. People keep going, well, there's a, and by people I mean surrogates of different House members. Oh, there's a dark horse. There's no dark horse. Good grief. There's no dark horse candidate. And Jim Jordan is not a dark horse move. Here's why. Because Jim Jordan doesn't have the patience for this drama. He's not. I want you to realize. And I'm, I'm mad for people. And I wish people would get mad for themselves instead of on behalf of a politician. Your time is being wasted right now. Again, for the people who say this is, this is part of the process. This is, this, is a democ- this is a debate being hashed A debate is over an alternative and another choice. There's no alternative. So that's where the criticism is. The fact that people are pulling this performative bitching at a, at a time. And forgive my Portuguese, but I'm a little aggravated. I mean, are, have we all not been excited for this day? I want to see IRS agents fired. I want to see the power of the purse used to limit our tax burden. That's what I want to see. And instead, we got this. And the media is is delightfully using it as a dodge for accountability. It's drowning out the latest Twitter file dump in which you have actual sitting Democrat members of Congress telling these social media companies to ban people. This is drowning this out. We have more jobs numbers in. It's bad. This is drowning this out. All the taxes that you're going to start paying this year, this is drowning it out. So yeah, I'm a little ticked off. Because you have people who are pulling a stunt. And unless you ha- Look, momentum is garbage unless you have actual action. Doing this doesn't mean anything. There's no alternative. And it's not like this was a surprise speaker vote. I mean, it's not like they were all just surprised with this when they walked into the House of Representatives the first day that they're being seated. Oh my gosh! We have a vote? We gotta pick a speaker? This is such a surprise. We didn't know this was going to happen. We did not know that this is the way it was done and has been done for over a century. You see why I'm aggravated. All of everything that we're seeing is drowning it out. So where's the alternative? And that's the big question. Clerk says a quorum is president. They've already started their fourth round. So we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. And everybody's fighting. Nancy Mace is fighting with Matt Gates. Matt Gates is trying to distance himself from Trump any way he can because he's going to hedge his bets on Ron DeSantis. I'm just calling everybody's moves out. I'm not saying anything ill of anybody. I don't dislike Gates at all. I mean, don't mistake. Do not mistake me exercising my duty as a citizen and not being best friends with elected officials and instead holding them to account, do not mistake that as as hatred or dislike. It is your job. It's your duty as a citizen. He's just trying to... He's He's making his bets... He's looking at 2024. He's gonna to try to ingratiate himself with DeSantis, and that means pulling away from Trump. That's what Gates is doing. Gates is looking at the he's playing political long ball and trying to preserve his career. That's what he's doing. He doesn't want his influence to wane the further Trump the further away in time Trump gets from office. So that's what this is. But they're all everybody's fighting. Everybody's fighting. It's so stupid. So I, I really, there were a lot of concessions made, and we're going to talk about some of that, the concessions that are being made. But, you know, it, it, this isn't like, again, this isn't rocket scientists, rocket science. It's not like House Republicans were surprised with this. You know, the first day, look, I lay a number of issues at McCarthy's feet, but his opposition's lack of preparedness is not one of them. So. I don't know. I like I said. I don't really think that this is Jim Jordan making a play. I think that he would, and he's. I'm going to tell you one one other thing too. There is no way in hell Jim Jordan's going to go for this. You know what has to happen for Jim Jordan to go from this? And I know this by from, from very from very good a very good source. Kevin McCarthy would basically have to step down and burn his certificate as wannabe speaker and do something really dramatic. Step down and step away from the position. Move his stuff back out of the speaker's office, do all that stuff, get away from it, and basically move Jim Jordan's stuff into the speaker's office himself before Jim Jordan would even so much as reluctantly consider the idea. That is how bad Jim Jordan wants to be House Chairman of House Judiciary Committee. That's how bad he wants it. It's a powerful job, man. And really, when you think about it, House Speaker—you don't got—you don't have to know any parliamentary procedures for the House Speaker. It's House Speaker. You got it. You basically have to have you got to be a hard ass and you have to make it to where people are. They're doing what you need them to do. You got to be tough. Jim Jordan is not going to waste everybody's time on this and and do have all this theater and not come out of the gate with a declaration to run. There's no point in waiting for a third, fourth or fifth ballot. No point. So we're going to talk to Congressman Chip Roy here a little bit later on. And we're also going to get into because the other big story was the Twitter files. I don't know if you saw this, but the latest batch dropped. And if there wasn't this speaker fight that was obviously that, that it was just absolutely taking stealing the thunder from everything else, you would know a lot more about this. To me, this is huge. The Twitter, fi- I was reading this yesterday and it is stunning, absolutely stunning. Stunning. Adam Schiff asked Twitter to ban journalists and they were escalated. Every single, I mean, everybody got requests. I I, I mean, it's it's amazing. I'm looking. I mean, there's screenshots of all of the emails. And they asked for people like, for instance, journalist Paul Sperry, Adam Schiff personally wanted him personally wanted him banned. Wanted him kicked off of Twitter. And all of these agencies, uh, NSA, HHS, FBI, DHS, uh, everybody got all of these requests from officials asking for individuals they didn't like to be banned. The email from Adam Schiff requesting to ban a journalist is available on Twitter. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're gonna deep dive into this also horrible media The Daily Beast runs this ridiculous piece on Anna Paulina Luna out of Florida and they try to make it to be like uh, you know they actually they try to make it like it's an actual legitimate story and it's not we're gonna fisk this story in this reporter because if this reporter if this was any other woman unrestrained by her profession, This reporter asking her these questions would have been knocked on his ass. I guarantee you. We're going to talk about that. You don't want to miss it.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So video game workers are forming Microsoft's first U.S. labor union. The Communication Workers of America said about 300 quality assurance workers at the Microsoft video game subsidiary ZeniMax Studios have voted to join the union. Is this going to mean that Microsoft is going to screw up and keep deleting my Call of Duty titles? Or Halo 5 is going to be, like, quirky and glitchy as all hell? Can they actually make their services work? Because then maybe I would consider entertaining the idea of y'all forming a union. I don't even care. It's a private entity; they can do what they want. But I just wanted to. Yeah, Steve said it deleted it. Deleted your Madden franchise, oh. dude. I want to riot. I'm. Do you know how many? COD, do you know how many COD titles it deleted for me? And all of like. And then and then it acts like I have to go and repurchase it. I don't have it. I was not given by the good Lord above enough fingers on my hand to just adequately convey the hate that I have for how they run their stuff. Um. All right. So quality assurance, my butt. San Francisco. They unveiled that their... Well, They remember when they unveiled this taxpayer-funded open-air Christmas market? Remember that? (laughs) Well, it wasn't so festive. As it turned out, and I'm sure you're shocked by this, it turned into a drug paraphernalia dystopian hellhole, and it was besieged by the city's famed drug users. Winter Wanderland Holiday Village is now closed in the Tenderloin Center. I'm sure you're shocked by this. New Year's Eve fireworks were canceled. Oh, man. Can I actually say this? This was in New Zealand because of a walrus that was pleasuring itself. Not even kidding. It laid on the beach right by the fireworks special in front of families and put on an X-rated show. This is a real actual thing. Stay with us.
3: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time.
0: President
4: said in his statement, as I'm sure you saw, he joins Catholics and so many others around the world in mourning the passing of Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI.
0: He will always. Uh, I know remember, she's talking uh, about the Pope, and I just totally lost all track of what she was saying. Um, can we hear that word again? Because this is KJP yesterday. At the uh, her presser, can I hear that? Just hear that in the beginning again. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah. Around mm-hmm. the world, in mourning the passing of Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI. Pope Emeritus. Emeritus? Does she mean I don't know? Emeritus. Oh, there it is. That's so that Emeritus is basically it's they they are no longer actively that title, but they get to hold that title. You know, as an honorary title. Well, how do, I can't even say how she said it. Let's play it again. I can't. I world <laughs> in mourning the passing of Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict. Oh my gosh! He, he will. All Does he have a case of the emers? Is that what it is? So painful. He's got emeritus. Is it how he died? He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Steve! <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. That's why we love him. Uh yeah, he had he had the emers, man. He got the emers and that just did it, man. It's crazier than the flu, I heard. The emers. Emeritus. is there a vax for the emeritus? So what other words could she not say? She she can't say emeritus. She has no idea what the Nord Stream pipeline is. No. She called it Nordstrom. What was the other thing that she, there's like two other words that she just oh, yeah. butchered she, uh, like a million the, times. The
2: Nobel Prize? Oh my gosh. For the Nobel, Nobel
0: Prize? Yeah, the Nobel Prize. What was the other one that she messed up? There what was, the other there was one? another one. I know, I... Can anybody in this administration talk? C'est <laughs> quoi And how does she, how did, uh, how did uh, Jill Biden uh, say Bodega? How did she say it? But, oh, gosh. I didn't really think. It's like how you have to think to make yourself the sing-off key. You got to think really hard to actually butcher a word as badly as this administration butchers words. They're just making up their own language at this point. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. So apparently Kevin McCarthy, they're not even out of the B's and he just lost. Fourth round ballot. Chip Roy nominated Byron Donalds for speaker. Huh. I like Byron Donalds. He wears a cowboy hat. He, um, I was reading some of the notes because we can see it. You know, we're watching what's happening on the floor, but then I was, he notes that uh, uh, Roy notes it was the first time in history two black Americans nominated to be Speaker of the House, bipartisan standing ovation. Roy then drops MLK line seek not to judge by color of skin, but content of character. Dems groan, ours were applaud. D- Democrats are like, we don't want to judge by character. We want to judge by color of skin. It's what we're all about. Oh my gosh. So he's not, even, he's losing votes with every round. So I don't, and here's the, the issue, the, and yeah, they've already apparently edited Donald's page, uh, Byron Donald's page. How can I just say, how awkward is that? Just let's put politics aside for a moment. How awkward is it? He's already moved his stuff into the office. Like, just think about this for a minute. Kevin McCarthy has already moved his stuff into the Speaker's office. Dude, how awkward is it? If he's got to move it out. Oh, my gosh. And not because Republicans lost power. How awkward is that? That's like the walk of shame times infinity. How bad is that? Oh, you moved your stuff into the office. You got all situated. Now you're going to have to move it out. If he doesn't win. Oh, my gosh. So... Here we're, we're at the fourth round. Now we got to go to the fifth round. He keeps losing votes every single time. He keeps losing votes every round. Now, I told you all who I liked. And I don't dislike Byron Donalds either. I'd consider him Byron Donalds. My favorite is Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan emphatically does not want it. You're going to have to break the man's knees to make him get in that office. To push him in there. He doesn't want it. He wants Chairman Of the House Judiciary Committee. That's a powerful position. I get it. Some might say it's more powerful. So I understand. His thinking here. But. And and again. I just go back to. Y'all really care about this. Y'all really honestly care about. Because it's not like the House Speaker. Everyone sits here and goes, the House Speaker has so much... They don't do as much, and they don't have to be as smart as the Senate Majority Leader. Senate Majority Leader, you have to understand all these procedures and everything else. I just With Speaker, you just have to be... You have to have a spine of steel. That's it. You just have to have a spine of steel as Speaker. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. This is why I'm like, I like Jim Jordan, because Jim Jordan doesn't care. Chip Roy doesn't care either. Chip Roy didn't want it. I think he... I don't know. Part of me wonders if he's not going to go for Cornyn's seat at some point. But that's a discussion for another time. I just have a lot of questions, you know? I got, I got some questions and stuff. So, this, we're going we're gonna to see. We're going to see how this all goes out. But can we just go back to KJP not being able to say Meredith for a second? Because I just, y'all, I can't.
2: I thought of the other word. Dude. Remember when she was supposed to say, uh, uh, bicameral?
0: Oh my And it was gosh, bicarmel.
2: By, by bicarmel?
0: Remember, they, these same people used to say George W. Bush was dumb. Now, I'm not, I don't agree with him on a number of political issues, but he's not dumb. In I Wayne, mean,
3: the passing theory. of
0: Pope uh, Emeritus uh, Benedict oh, XVI. I just can't. Oh, my gosh. Emeritus. <sighs> oh, you guys. All right. I, have a, I want to get to some of this other stuff that we have as well. So I don't know if you saw this. I talked about this on Jesse Waters show last night. Wall Street Journal has a piece. It's the government's woke training. This is something else. I don't know if y'all saw this, but there are instruction manuals from the Army, from NASA, and the VA. Instruction manuals that get into how the, the whole transgender issue, and they have all these new rules and regulations in that. So, for instance... I was looking at some of this. The VA, they have a ginger, sorry, a gender gingerbread person as part of their, uh uh-huh, for their training. Uh, They did, yeah. They, they. I can't believe they're actually doing this stuff. I was, I mean, I read all through, I was reading through all of this yesterday. They have a ginger, gender, sorry, I can't even say it, gender gingerbread person to help talk about, and then NASA... They said micro inequities and they, they also said if U.S. Army service woman expresses, quote, discomfort showering with a female who has male genitalia, talk to your commanding officer. So once again, if men are uncomfortable changing and showering in men's spaces, they get to go in women's spaces. But if women are uncomfortable, they're just basically told to shut up. Move on. This is clownery, man. U.S. Army offered three modules on transgender policy. Units and soldiers for special staff and commanders at all levels. They have a series of vignettes that cover pronoun usage. Uh, and servicemen who want service people, I guess, I don't know, to discuss their newly confirmed pregnancy with servicemen. What? what? They? Oh my gosh. They said a soldier's gender governs which uh, facilities are used and... Oh my gosh, this is just, this is all. So they look at transition complete. I was looking at this. I don't even understand what some of this means. There's so many new terms with all of this fantasy. So for instance, can you tell me if you understand what the hell this is talking about? The vignette is a soldier transitioned from male to female as indicated in deer's. The soldier did not have sex reassignment surgery. The transgender service member is using the female showers and has expressed privacy concerns regarding the open-base shower configuration. Similarly, other soldiers have expressed discomfort showering with the female who has male genitalia. If you have a penis, you're not a female with male genitalia. You're a dude with a schlong. That's what that is. And they said uh, soldiers must accept living and working conditions that are often austere, primitive, and characterized by little or no privacy. Um... This is insane. They should be focusing on. I was reading. Let me. I got to share this with you. I'm putting this in Slack because I was reading the. Uh, this is the gingerbread person chart, by the way. It's not even a gingerbread. It's just a horribly outlined brown glob. <laughs> and I don't even know what this means. Can you make sense of this? I was. Lo- I'm looking at this. They have gender identity psychological. On one end of the spectrum is boy slash man. On the other is girls slash women. And in the middle is transgender. And then gender expression, feminine, androgynous, masculine. Biological sex, male, intersex, female. Orientation. Oh, geez. And then they get, and there's all these signs in different colors. It's crazy. Then they have a NASA training on allyship for executives. Now, when you actually, when you look at the thing, allyship for executives, the co-founder and managing director looks like an annoying Can I just be? How frank do you want me to be? Pun intended. Frank,
2: um, be careful. That's all. Just be careful.
0: I don't want to be careful. I want to just, dude. I want to look at this. Look at this link. Look at this link, and then you give me your first assessment on the first chick that pops up. This chick is the chick that co-founded this whole cottage grift, and they and and one of the terms. So the the term misogynoir came from a website called crunk feminism and now it found its way into usage in our government manuals can i you want me to be honest about what i think about this chick who photoshopped her decolletage do you want to know what i (laughs) Yes. i just think that she was a, an overlooked uh, fat chick feminist, former goth kid in college, and the only way she could get attention for herself was bitching about the patriarchy and failing in women's studies in her overpriced liberal university. That's what I think. That sounds accurate. Right? It sounds accurate. I mean, she totally fits the mark. Completely. That is such Photoshop decolletage. You, when you look like you're made of marzipan, stop. <laughs> Nobody believes your skin's that damn smooth, okay? Nobody believes it chicks like her when i see them and it's always like these anti-feminist chicks i see them on instagram i'm like b i know your skin ain't that smooth i know that you purchased you probably purchased one of them damn things that the the one of those applications that filters your yourself to like uh, to where you don't even recognize who you are i caught a friend of mine enlarging her eyes her eyes Kane. she made her eyes bigger who does that i go why do you look like an alien she goes, oh, that's just a camera angle. I said, no, it's not, you freak. You made your eyes bigger. You downloaded one of those stupid apps and you made your damn eyes bigger. <sighs> Who has time to do that, by the way? Can I just go off for a second? Who has time in today's society to download that stuff and do it? Because you got to, I'm assuming it's like Photoshop. you got to sit there and mess with it. Like, She's got kids. I'm like, girl, what are your kids doing? Starving, sitting in their filth while you're sitting here manipulating your image. Shut up. Stop it. Who does this? Man alive. That's why I'm just like, you know what? You got to understand women have they have they have expressions. They get lines on their faces. They age like everybody else. All these people that feel like they got to do this. I hate social media for this. I just hate it. Anyway, my whole point is that this chick has filtered her photo within an inch of sin. Okay? Like marzipan smooth. She looks like a cake. You could probably cut her and if she was cake inside, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay? I think Mary Berry made her. So, it's a whole grift. She gets into, she's a lobbyist and a fundraiser. All these, it's all a grift. It is an entire grift. And Kane, the thing that makes me the angriest is that I am not in this. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not taking it? I think that's what we need. New year, new us. I think that we need to create our own firm, right. our own griff firm like this, and start talking about allyship. Whatever what the hell that means. I thought it was like a sci-fi thing, but it's not. I, I don't know. But my whole point is that this stuff... Is not like they have a a whole thing. I know we got to get going, but they have a whole thing on microaggressions in NASA. And microaggressions are stupid. That's all you need to know. So they're very, like, for instance, they say one microaggression is asking an Asian person to help with a math or science problem. Okay, so what if it's just you and a person of Asian descent or Asian ethnicity in a room and it's just you two by yourselves? Are you not allowed to ask that person because they're there? I would only I would only ask smart-looking people. Do you look like a dork? And I don't mean that as a pejorative. I say that with great affection and respect. If you're a nerd, I want your help. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's... But they don't list that in here, so I guess it's okay. They said that if you are a woman and you clutch your purse... They said if a black or Latinx, whatever the hell that jeez, person approaches or passes. Um, I think it's just women and dudes in general. I think women clutch everything if they're just like out alone on the street walking. That's just like gut instinct with chicks. Good grief. These are all the things that they what goes on in NASA that they feel like they got to do all this stuff too. Oh, but wait, there's more. So then, Homeland Security has a whole thing about language of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Why? So I said, I, it, it I know this. we our tax dollars are paying for this. You know the the Marzipan chick, the the chick that uh, started the Grifting Cottage firm that is now apparently get got a government contract and is doing this stuff. This, this is they get paid with our tax dollars, and you're like you're talking like six figures in tax dollars that they get paid. What happened to just being able to fight? Like, isn't that the purpose of the military? Just fight. Like you're, you're, you're. That's why you're there. National security, defense, not this stuff. No wonder they're having a problem with recruitment. Good grief. We have more to come. They're going in the. Uh, they're still voting. So McCarthy's lost his fourth round, going into fifth round. Man, I tell you what. So we're going to bring you all of the latest with that. We have more of the program coming up and second hour on the way. Stay with us.
3: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others.
0: The Dana Show.
4: Today, for the first time in 100 years, the House of Representatives failed to organize on opening day, it's a sad day for the House of Representatives as an institution. sad day for democracy. Oh, it's for a sad love. day for the American Hakeem
0: Jeffries. It's a sad day for democracy. First off, you relic. The the very idea of the of choosing a speaker in the House of Representatives is literally not like a democracy. It is literally a feature of the republic. Uh, welcome back to the program. So we're, I don't know, we have McCarthy who's lost the fourth, now fourth round of voting. And this is something else because it's, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to go. Everyone's saying, oh, he needs to step away. So other people, but if they're saying that he's somehow being selfish or whatever, because he won't step away, then what about the people that refuse to vote for him because they want because you know this is also a game of trading favors. Let's not let's not act like everybody involved in this are saints, okay? Let's not. Let's not. Let's not act like they're all saints because they're not. Some of this, and I want to talk to Chip Roy about this coming up because there are and I like I I don't know. I don't know what the real story is. McCarthy says that some people aren't voting for him because some of the concessions that he won't make include just handing people assignments that they didn't get they sh- they shouldn't receive because they don't merit them. Now, that's what he says. Trey Gowdy has said the same thing, and other people have said the same thing. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But, I mean, this is just dragging on. I I don't know. We got more to talk about. Second hour on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of the radio program back right after this. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour, it is rare that I see the good in uh, politics. But this, the, the Republican Party should be on fire right now, and a vote yeah. that reflects the Republican Party being on fire is only a good thing. Now, does it give? Uh, does it create a vacuum for moderates to step in? Yes, and I think that's where the you know Lauren Boeberts and Matt is of the world um, are going to need to be smart. I'm Emily Jashinsky of the Federalist. Subscribe to the Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: At the end of the day, do I believe Republicans are going to figure this out? Of course, we are going to elect the speaker. We're going to get that work done. But I think it's important for the American people to understand that unlike the Democrats who just do leadership by acclamation, we are actually having a deliberative process about what leadership looks like in the House of Representatives. We know Washington does not work. So having that deliberative uh, discussion, which in some parts is messy at times, is in the long term in the best interest of of America and of the body of the House of Representatives.
0: That's Byron Donalds out of Florida. Now, I look, I don't. I don't just I like him as I like the idea of him as a speaker. But I disagree that the issue that people are having isn't that there is a discussion. It's that Republicans decided to do this without literally having no planned alternative. That's I nobody. Can we not conflate the two as a way to dodge responsibility for lack of preparedness? That's my only thing. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our second hour. I have to tell you, and I noted this yesterday, too that there was a distinct difference in what we saw in D.C. And in fact, I, I uh, made a little mention of this yesterday. There was a, a huge difference in what we saw yesterday in D.C. and then what we saw with Ron DeSantis taking his oath of office for his second term as governor in Tallahassee, Florida, and, get, and being inaugurated. And his whole family was there, and uh, they looked phenomenal. And just, and he had a really great speech. He listed the hits. We talked about that. Just very different. Very different. DeSantis is focused on getting things done. There was no theater, it was just taking his oath office. His sweet little kids and his wife were there with him, and he gives a great speech. And everyone celebrated that the continuation of low taxation and no wokery in Florida is continuing. And meanwhile, everybody's slap fighting in DC. I think if people want to know, because everyone keeps asking, well, what does a post-Trump party look like? That I think it's that. I mean, and that's just to, James Carville's being so snotty. Listen to this audio soundbite nine. He's so dang snotty. Listen to him.
1: We kind of wondered. There was a lot of speculation and columns about what would the post-Trump Republican Party look like. Well, we now have the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything,
0: mm-hmm. it's yeah. as
1: bad as, See, as, as now, the Trump Republican
0: Party. Notice that none of them, none of them, said anything about. Tallahassee they want to focus everything on what this is right here they want to focus everything on this nobody said anything about Tallahassee sure. if you want to know what the future of the Republican Party looks like there are still Republicans that want to get stuff done there are Republicans in the house that are mad because they want to get stuff done so we started out the this this segment listening to to with a soundbite from representative byron donalds i've met him i've shot with him he's a great guy i like him i i just disagree that people are that the objection is about the deliberative process because i think that deliberative process is great but what are you deliberating if there isn't a legitimate alternative to what you have that's the thing you you have to bring something to the table to deliberate it it just can't be uh uh-uh and I say this as someone who has upset the establishment apple cart for over 10 years. Look, when, when we grassroots went after Eric Cantor, we had Dave Brat. We had an alternative. The, the alternative was there. During the debate for Obamacare, everyone's like, oh, the Republicans didn't have anything. Well, that was a lie because there were actually three separate bills, none of which were actually brought out of committee for, to the floor for discussion. And two of those were grassroots led bills. And they were, and and both, and two of the bills actually looked at, in fact, one of the things that, that grassroots push was making insurance portable so you didn't have to be tied to your job. You could always have your insurance. It didn't matter whether, you know, who you work for. And you could keep your good insurance. Democrats didn't want, they didn't want it. They didn't even want to bring that out of committee. So, so those are all lies. You can't, you can't, you can't bank on that. So this is... I think that this is this fight over speaker is a personal one, and it's starting to look more and more like a personal fight. And I just think the contrast between what we're seeing there and then what you're seeing in Tallahassee is just stark. It It, it is. But who are we going to get? Like, can we have a Byron Donalds? Can we have a Chip Roy? Why, didn't you, why won't Chip Roy do it? I'm going to... We should ask him yeah, when he joins us. Yeah, no. You think we could bully him into doing it? <laughs> I would totally take him.
2: Texting with him right now. I think we can give him a call if he's yeah yeah because he's
0: like kind of on and off the floor. Yeah. He doesn't have to get up there until they get to the R's. So fifth round. Well, they just
2: finished. Like he just did a he just did a speech on the floor, and yeah. now they're on the S's because I just saw Stefanik vote, so I know mm-hmm. they're past. The yeah, Rs so he now. can
0: he can probably he can probably get off that. So I want you to play. Audio soundbite 13 real quick, because I'm just I want to know what he means by this. We keep hearing there's like so much cloak and dagger. Listen to this.
3: Look, I I have the record for the longest speech ever on the floor. I don't have a problem getting a record for the most votes for speaker too. thank you all. Well, well, I don't I don't I don't see how a few people, maybe it's five, maybe it's 20, sit because they want a gavel that they can't earn by the conference of themselves that would be interesting to me that's not what the constituents voted him for
0: this bizarre but hmm i don't know i i just i don't he doesn't really he doesn't really have the votes though (laughs) that's the thing i mean he's he keeps losing them he's losing more and more so they're going through they're going to have to do the fifth round of voting at this point so we're going to try to get uh congressman chip roy on the on the phone here when we can't he's like i know he's on the floor and he's got to step off the floor And all this stuff uh, Just to kind of get Because I I, I, I've liked what he's said about this And I want to know Well some of the other people that, that conservatives really like Why can't we force them to do it Joining us right now on the phone From Texas Congressman Chip Roy Who just stepped away He's had some great speeches too Congressman we appreciate you taking a moment to join us Can we make you do it Why can't we make you be speaker
1: well, you're, you're, you're kind. I mean, you know, obviously the... the, the- no,
0: I'm not being well, kind. I'm being selfish. You would be great. Why can't we make you do it?
1: Well, look, I, I, other people can nominate, but it's still, the, here's the problem, getting to 218, and that's the problem, and that's why we're having the conversation we're having. That's why you've raised valid questions and concerns, as many of my friends and supporters have, about how does this play out? How do we get to 218? Should we unite around Kevin? I get all of those issues. Um, what we're trying to say is, We have to get the structural changes if we're going to be able to rally around Kevin and we haven't gotten there yet. And here's the problem. Here's the conundrum Uh, for better or worse. Right. I can you know, I can deliver a message that there is currently a block that are hard no on Kevin, and it was bigger than it was two days ago because of the way that they handled the Republican conference meeting yesterday and the way that they've messaged uh, about what the asks were from those people. People can get mad at me as the messenger. I'm telling you, that's the deal. I am also much more frustrated than, than I was. When Mike Rogers threatened us with pulling us off the committees because we said, look, we made a lot of progress, but we're not there yet. So the, the reality is, we're having the debate we ought to have, and I'm just telling people you got to, to some degree, be patient with the sausage making. You don't watch it very often. Like there's been, I don't know what the ratings are for C-span, but they're pretty high right now. But, <laughs> but, but, but it's an unusual situation, and it's it's a good thing for 435 people to be in the chamber, and we're actually having speeches and debate. We hope mm-hmm. to restore that. And a lot of the rules that we've adopted over the last six—adopted well, I just wrong way to put it—that we've advanced in our negotiations over the last 60 days would help. But we're not there yet. I'm trying to do everything I know how to do here. And one last point. Look, I nominated Byron Donalds because mm-hmm. I actually believe we need someone who is not a creature of the swamp, okay? Doesn't mean that I wouldn't work out a deal and get there with Kevin. I've been trying to work in good faith to do that. But he's lost a big block of numbers. So at some point here, you got to start trying to think, where are we going, guys? So I'm going to be meeting with the current leadership team today, in good faith, uh, whenever we get another opportunity. I don't know when that will be. And I will be continuing to talk to people about what the alternatives would be, because that's my job, to figure out our path what,
0: forward. What, is, what does McCarthy mean when he keeps – and I've heard uh, Trey Gowdy say this, too, uh, when he, when they say, oh, the reason they don't have the votes is because people are are fighting. I think his quote was – They're fighting for cert for positions and certain gavels and to take over certain committees and have certain budgets. And he said that he the only way to 218 is if he provided certain members with these positions. What I mean is that because Trey Gowdy made it sound like it was like this petty fight. What's the what's what's behind the cloak and dagger here?
1: Well, so what's going on is is that the talking points have been put out, and then all of the people parroting the talking points. And, like, you got the little crew at Fox News that does it. You've got the sort of people who go out and go, okay, I'll go do that. Newt's been doing it, uh, and, and with all due respect, trades on it, because that's what McCarthy put out as the talking points. Those talking points are built on the back of – an offer that was made by a group of members on Monday night to try to get Kevin to 218. He was handed something that would get him to 218. The problem is this. That effort was in response to the asks by leadership to give specific names to committees. Let me give you an example. They put on a piece of paper, uh, or I don't know of his paper, it was delivered verbally, Chip Roy put Chip around on rules committee. Look, Dana, I don't really want to be on the rules committee. I have an 11-year-old and 13-year-old uh, kid, and I don't want to fly out on Sunday night to get there to start rules committees on Monday morning. i got to be a dad. But I put my name on the list because I'm trying to save the damn country. But what happened was then people turned that around and said, ooh, they want plumb committee assignments. I don't want, I don't want a plumb committee assignment. I want freedom. So the, the point here is they started turning that around on, on some of my colleagues and me. And then yesterday, Mike Rogers threatened us, threatened us with pulling us off committees. Look, Dana, let me be clear, and I don't care who needs to hear this. You threaten me with crap like that? My response mm-hmm. is to tell you just exactly how high you can jump and go jump straight off the cliff. And I'm going to stand up and fight for the people I represent. And getting the news out and getting the message out right now is kind of hard to do in a sea of Fox News pundits with Paul Ryan on the board and everybody over there going, ooh, we've got to do what the Republican leadership says. And getting the facts out is hard. Because that's, and, and so we're doing the best we can to deliver a message while negotiating. I was up till two in the morning last night, got up at six mm-hmm. this morning, round the clock trying to get this right.
0: Now, two quick things left, because I know you got to get back out there and keep fighting. My yes, my sir. only criticism has been, because I love the deliberative process. I just like having a, a, a plan, and I like winning to the point where my opposition turns to ash, rhetorically speaking, of course. But w- was there any kind of plan like that going forward? Like, was there... Was there like, oh, well, let's have, you know, Byron Donalds or Jim Jordan or Chip Roy or Steve Scalise, because it seems like, you know, you it seems kind of like you don't want it. And Jim Jordan doesn't want it. I know he wants to be uh, chair of House Judiciary. That's what he's been going for forever. Byron Donalds, I know, would do it. I think Steve Scalise would do it. Um, what What is what is the plan with that? Because it's I mean, we all know, you know, for when when Republicans take over, you got to have the vote. Um, was there was there that counter plane? Because it just kind of seemed like it was just chaos the first day
1: So remember like the the, the making the sausage here, right is not mm-hmm. easy, right? So so what do you do? Well, you're garnering votes on the fly. You're building the momentum You're setting and establishing. Hey, here's a block that you need to know are against right. your block, right? And that's how you set the corners of the negotiation um so we we nominated some people it wasn't without strategy in order to get some names out there we made you know obviously some points about jim jordan who we've got a lot of respect for today we're making some good points about byron donald's to just throw people the notion that hey you don't have to just accept whatever people coronate and is the status quo look they say oh the republicans all supported kevin in november hold on a second there was a block who were concerned there were 36 or whatever it was no votes against kevin now keep in mind the machine in this town that you rail against, that I rail against, that every one of our friends in conservative media and, and here in the, in the, on the hill rail against—that machine that gave you a 1.7 trillion dollar uh, omnibus spending bill that was garbage—that mm-hmm. machine is the same machine that produces an automatic vote for the next guy up, an automatic vote to say, "Oh, you're must be, you must be—you must be the speaker. You raised 500 million dollars. You know, you're mm-hmm. the one that's going to go do this. Hold on." What's the plan? What is this place going to look like? And are we going to have the tools and are we going to have the will and are we going to have the leadership to stop the next time there is another bloated uh, spending bill that is screwing over the average American? They're tired of it. Yeah. They're absolutely tired of it. Dana. I know you are. You are. Your listeners oh, yeah. are. And look, I know we don't want to have a, a, a Democrat uh, a speaker. Well, you're not going to get a Democrat speaker if no Republican votes for one. And well, And that, that brings going.
0: me to my next question, not to interrupt you, the Hill just reported that McCarthy has begun talks with Democrats about a deal to support a consensus candidate for speaker or hold up from voting to ensure that he needs to reach a lower threshold. What are your thoughts on that? Because I've heard I'm not going to name anybody, but I've heard from other members that if there's an, any kind of like a, a leadership coalition that's done with Democrats, there's going to be a ton of votes. hes going I think he's going to lose all support and maybe, you know, the next speaker would strip him of stuff. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it, it's for sure that anybody who goes and tries to cut a deal, Democrats, that's going to be a non-starter. And, you know, I won't get into the stripping people game because I just don't like it. But, uh, again, for the same reason I didn't like it when Mike Rogers threatened. Right. Like, look, we're having a robust debate. Uh, you know, Dan Crenshaw said some things on the air about some of my colleagues and whatever – You know, I I, I was asked on a show about that. I'm like, I'm not going to make it personal. We're all saying some things right now. I just went on the floor, nominated Byron, said we need a new fresh face. Will I go talk to Kevin this afternoon? Yes, because that's what human beings should do. So Mm -hmm. we're going to go sit down. We're going to keep trying to move everything through. Um, Everybody needs to be patient with the sausage. And look, at the end of the day, yes, this is high stakes. But gummit. When those guys stormed the beaches of Normandy, when all of those men and women who fought over the last 20 years in the Middle East, when all of our forefathers who fought for this country, we can sit here and have 24, 48, 72 hours of debate on the speaker, and let's try to make sure we're picking a path that's good for this country instead of the damn status quo that's destroying it. We're spending money we don't have. We're empowering bureaucrats. We have wide open borders. We're engaged in conflict, where we don't even have a friggin' actual debate and vote. And we just dropped $1.7 trillion expanding those things, and we've got to stop it. And it's not enough to pass it. It's not enough to have a vote. Look, they want to put a vote on one of my bills, and it's a great bill, next week. Well, God bless them. I'm for that. Let's, let's get it and let's pass it. Chuck Schumer will deep
0: six and kill it.
1: The question is, what are we going to do to use the power of the purse and the debt ceiling to fight these bastards who are trying to screw our country? That's what I there
0: want. There you go right there. Congressman Chip Roy. That's why That's why we like him. He's out there fighting from the great Republic of Texas. Congressman, thanks so much for giving us some of your time. We're going to watch and see how all of this unfolds. So, uh, hey, goodness. D- hey, Dana, Godspeed. If I'm
1: a point of personal point of personal privilege for 10 seconds, I tweeted something out yesterday, last night that was in response to something Chris put out, uh, your wonderful Chris, and I used the word squeamish. That was designed to my members, not Chris. I, I love you guys. <laughs> and so it was, mis- it was mistaken. And I'm sorry. It wasn't supposed to be that way.
0: I'll look at it. I didn't even see it, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to go look at it now. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much, Congressman Chip Roy. Oh, goodness. We're going to watch everything as it unfolds in the House chamber. When are what, fifth round now? Going into the, and this, it's like a weird, it's like a weird soccer game. I don't know. We got more on the way. Stay with us. Headlines next.
3: Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time, it's the Dana Show.
1: Uh, Look, I I got bad news for Kevin's opponents. He's got a lot more than 20 friends. So uh, there there are more than 20 people that are going to say, you know what, we're not ever voting for anyone else. I mean, Brett, you got a guy who's got 200 votes and the next leading vote getter, for very good reasons, doesn't want to be the Speaker of the House. And yet this kamikaze wing within the Republican Party knows better than 85% of the rest of the conference. Jimmy doesn't want the job for very good reason.
0: So, and that's the other side of it. So that's Trey Gowdy, who, that's his take on all of this. Good heavens. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. I asked a very legitimate question online. And I'm trying to see, I don't want tribal answers to it and i i get real tired of the tribalism did mccarthy agree to all of the house freedom caucus's requests and that's that's what i'm asking that's what i'm wondering here i mean it's you know i i and i i'm asking this because i'm looking at a list of requests and it's really wild to see you know, like my friend Ben Dominich said, most vacate spots on steering, et cetera. The 11th hour demands for particular committee slots were rejected is what is my friend Ben Dominich, who runs the Federalist, said. Because this is let me just tell you what I'm looking at here. So there the, some of the requests included access uh, like the NRCC steering split. Cap on suspension cost, conference meetings, five-day notice for suspensions, privilege resolutions, additional conference meetings, et cetera, et cetera. Prioritizing standalone appropriations bills, limiting suspension waivers, twenty percent threshold for amendments made in order, um, firm seventy-two hour rule. That's the reading of legislation. Ending proxy voting, removing magnometers. Well, we saw that yesterday. They started taking down those yesterday. Uh, Ending remote committee business, reinstating the Holman rule, repealing the Gephardt rule, restoring Cutco in lieu of Pago, no more on-block suspensions, single-subject bills, germaneness, church-style select committee on government weaponization, all viewpoints on all committees, motion to vacate any five Republicans, adopt a fiscal year 24 budget resolution balancing within 10 years, uh, reforms to budget process and mandatory spending programs, caps for fiscal year 24 discretionary spending at enacted fiscal year 22 levels or lower. Only pass appropriations bills that comply with budget resolution and pass all 12 regular appropriation bills on time. Pass CR before September 30th. Reject any negotiations with Senate unless their appropriations bills are passed, complies with House budget resolutions and reduces non-defense discretionary. Will not agree to debt limit increase without budget agreement. Prohibit any bill with net increasing direct spending. New floor point of order against unauthorized appropriations bills. It's the way they call the army protocol uh, And that's like named after dick army Restore floor point of order against net Increase in budget authority require Three-fifths supermajority for any tax Increase and reinstate dynamic scoring New CBO assessment of any major Legislations impact on inflation Require all standing committees evaluate Unauthorized programs so Everything that I'm reading I'm told That all of these were agreed to Is that true? Because going by what my friend Ben Dominich says and some some of what others say is is that the is it like the eleventh hour commitments i mean is that i mean i mean I'm just curious I mean to me it's just i I have legitimate questions about this I'm not into the Uh, And man, the right, people on the right are getting played. Look how many, can I just say, and I say this because I'm, I am friends with all unless you give me a reason not to be friends with you. This is how you're getting played. We've gone from, oh, we're glad that we have a cable news outlet that, you know, can compete with CNN and MSNBC and has... Uh, conservative viewpoint. Oh, they had Trump on all the time. Fox, Fox, Fox. Now, what people are pissed at Fox because Paul Ryan sits on the board, and some people have the viewpoint that Kevin McCarthy is like should be Speaker. I mean, y'all know what? I again, because I have to pay the penance of saying this for the moron uh, operatives that are out there. I I wish Jim Jordan could be forced to do it, but I digress. But I mean, really. Like, everybody's now like, oh, well, Fox is all evil now. Paul Ryan sits on the board. I mean, there's other people that sit on the board, but Paul Ryan's not a fan of me. But Paul Ryan sits on the board, so you know, all Fox is evil. Screw them. I mean, granted, they had Trump on every damn day for, like, years, but, you know, they're evil now. They're Satan's channel. Is that where we are? I'm just wondering, because the tribalism, the pendulum swings so damn fast, I don't even know. Man, this is why I stay in Dallas. I don't go to nobody's galas i don't go to nobody's inaugurations i don't go to nothing i stay in dallas i just stay out here and get left alone so i'm just i mean i'm asking this because i see people doing it i see people running everyone's like well people will say that kevin mccarthy has talking points you realize that these are talking points too that i just repeated right do not get played there are factions on the right that will play you just as quick as the left does and I know who they are. They Everybody's got something to gain off this. That's what it is. I mean, and not everybody on one network. I mean, look, I just think, because I'm looking at this, either he he agreed to these concessions or he didn't. And if he agreed to the concessions, then what else is the issue? I mean, I'm curious. I mean, I'm... I'm I mean, I, I just read a whole list of them. Am I, what, uh, what else am I missing? And I'm going to list them all on Twitter here very shortly. What else am I missing? Now, Dominic says, well, it's, you know, some of the stuff is he got, there, there's some last minute things. There's some last minute, like committee 11th hour stuff like that. Well, okay. I mean, then what, I mean, I'm just looking at all this and I'm just wondering, so if, is that a win? I'm looking at a letter, too, that was sent. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, is, is that a win or not? If they get everything, is it a win? I'm just trying to figure out, is this a fight for the American people? Or is this a power play by certain people to consolidate more power? Under the guise of fighting for the American people, I mean, what do you? What does it sound like to you, Kane?
2: Well, I've been texting people. I actually just uh, got off a text uh, conversation with Jim Jordan's people, and they're they're not they're not hearing what we're hearing uh, just yet. At least I know there's a lot of melee on the floor right now, but um, they at this moment think that nothing has changed yet. So this the fifth round has just started on the voting. So we're going to see with this round if what you suspect is true, if it's actually true because then you'll see the support <clears throat> that McCarthy hasn't gotten in the last four rounds.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and he keeps losing he keeps losing votes. I just think that always I think there's it's always good to be wary, especially when people are very you know, and a lot of people talk a good and I'm not saying this about anybody in particular. But I just and I and I I'm just wondering if some members of the House are doing this because they want to consolidate power and they see this as an opportunity. And the reason I ask that is because, I mean, I'm looking at a list of conference rules and this was an official conference meeting January 3rd that was sent out that I have been given. Now, And, and by the way, I always am suspicious of anybody who gives me anything. But if these were agreed to, Now, if there are members that are asking, you know, I mean, I'm just wondering if there is there anything he's holding out on that is not listed in this. That's my other question. Because I see people naming stuff that I know is just categorically untrue. So I. I'm wondering because I know that what they want open debate on the floor for amendments. And members on rules committee, which. Uh. They want to make sure that they have I guess what people on the Rules Committee That are with the Freedom Caucus And that's what Chip Roy was talking about just then So I'm trying to Unweave this This knot for you And I'm just wondering What is Is it for the, the good of the people Or is it for the good of some people i'm just I'm just wondering we're going to continue to to watch this because it's it is it's just wild it is it's wild and it's and i and I understand that there are some people who go with the best of intentions to d c but I also understand that there are some people who would lo- they would like to have this appointment or this this position or whatever. And I'm sure Kevin McCarthy would love to be would love to be speaker. So, you know, I I just we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But I'm just looking at this list of requests and I'm going to type this out. I'll tweet it out on break. I'm just looking at this list of requests and it looks like these were all. I, I know some of them were for fact. And we all saw the magnometers being taken out yesterday. That was a part of the agreement. So we'll see. In the meantime, the Twitter files are being completely overshadowed by all of this. And I think some of this is some of the... There's, I have two huge stories. One that relates to 2A and one that relates to this. Because here we have... This is really... It's stunning. Adam Schiff asked... Actually asked... The, the office of, of the House Intelligence Committee chief, Adam, Sch- Adam Schiff, had asked Twitter to ban journalists... I mean I'm I'm looking at the the request it's the PDF that was shared as part of the latest Twitter files dump and they demanded the suspension of Paul Sperry and other journalists they wanted to suspend and even even and Twitter actually at first declined although then later Paul Sperry was suspended so they did suspend him at first they declined but they ended up suspending him that's, that is censorship. That's censorship. That is the government using social media as an agent of state. And I realize that people, not everybody has the time to read all this stuff. This is why I do. But let me tell you this. Twitter was receiving requests, according to, to Taibbi's files dump, from every government body. The Senate Intel Committee was demanding that Twitter take FBI direction. Executives rushed to tell the Senate Intel Committee team they apparently deleted five accounts at the FBI's request. They were escalated from everywhere. They said that the, uh, even those from GEC, anything that, they, they said that they had a uh, some of the requests where a former CIA staffer working at Twitter uh, said that our window on that is closing, meaning the days when Twitter could say no to serious requests were coming to an end. This is unbelievable. I mean, they said that in one brief sent after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, they flagged major Russian outlets and then any account that would interact with it, even if it was to criticize it, Holy wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. And they said that too, like for instance, they were they any 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 reports on it? Any reporters writing about it? I mean, this is just wild stuff, guys. The, the, this is irrevocable proof that the government was working in coordination with this company to suppress speech. That's Amazing. The whole dump that he has, it's a, uh, he has, it's a, I mean, it, it, he put everything up on Twitter, but they, they called it, what was it? The, this was, it was the FBI belly button, Operation Belly Button is basically what they called it. This is crazy. But there's emails from government officials demanding suppression. Like for instance, uh, one email that I'm reading here, uh, Yoel Roth was trying to convince outsider researchers like the Clemson La- Clemson lab to check with them before pushing stories about foreign interference to media saying that we'll have will happily uh, we're still happy to work directly with you on this instead of via NBC oh my gosh they I mean this is unbelievable some people say this is a real constitutional crisis being overshadowed by everything right now so what is the this is where house judiciary committee comes in by the way you know how jim jordan's tough on this stuff uh coming up also we uh i've got a number of things Colorado sending more immigrants who entered illegally to major u.s cities because sharing is caring did you hear the story about kamala harris giving people the cold shoulder outside of her home because that took place we're going to discuss this we're also going to get in. I got more wokery for you. It's pretty, and, and then a progressive influ, influential art dealer in Wisconsin is accused of faking, like uh, Elizabeth Warren, her Native American heritage. I've got a million things. We also got uh, Florida Man and all kinds of stuff to hit.
2: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man.
0: I just had the most brilliant idea ever. You want to hear it? Yes. Yeah. Florida man for House Speaker. Whoa! I just solved our problems. You're welcome. That's for free. You're welcome. Just solved it. Uh, let's. Uh, oh man, I have some listed, but then I got also new ones. So let's do this first one. Um, uh, uh, this is okay. Why do? Can I just ask real quick? What, can y'all not leave your cars running? Can we not do that? So this was in Tampa. State troopers caught a woman that they said was responsible for stealing a truck and injuring a county worker. So an inspector left his his F-150 in the driveway of a new house, and then the 22-year-old McKenna Thomas attempted to enter it. The inspector prompted him to climb inside to prevent her from doing so, but as she fled in the truck, she threw him out of the truck. He sustained serious injuries, but was treated at Tampa General, and he's expected to recover. So, they located the stolen car. They used a pit maneuver. They took her into custody. And she did admit that she stole it. She's got carjacking, Grand Theft Auto, all kinds of stuff. Don't, I mean, you can't leave your, you don't, cannot do that. Uh, don't leave it running. And then also, burglars called 911 to get help moving stuff. In Florida, Associated Press, two burglars were arrested. One of them made a 911 call because they needed to help moving their stolen items from the home they were burglarizing. Not even making this up. Stay with us. we got a lot more in store. Third hour next.
2: Traveled over 140
1: countries around the world. So I'll paraphrase the phrase of my old neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world is not a patch on our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. It's never been a good bet.
0: What the hell did I? What did we hear? That was our president. No clue. That We need a palate cleanser. Can we make fun of somebody else now? Welcome back to the show. Third hour of the program. <laughs> Dana Last year with you. I, I, um, so if you want to know what that quote was from the president, it was, I'll paraphrase the phrase of my old neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world is not a patch in our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. Oh. Did, uh, well, he did, sounds rested and ready for the new year.
2: Did Kamala speechwriters... Write that for him.
0: I'm, um, I'm trying really hard to understand. But I think I just pulled a muscle in my brain. <laughs> just the, the world is not a patch in our genes. What the hell does that even mean? I've never, that. I've never heard that. Is this what my kids are like whenever I say a phrase that I grew up hearing? I'm, I've just, I don't know. Good heavens. So that's the latest. If you wanted to know what your president was doing, that's it. So there's that. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Oh boy. We're, we're in for some fun. Okay. Uh, all right. So we've been, we've been, I, I, we're, we're, nothing else news happened in the House. They're thinking about doing a, you know, a fifth round etc you know whatever i still feel even after talking to congressman chip roy that they weren't ready (laughs) sorry i just don't i really don't i really don't feel uh like they were ready but we'll see what happens because this could who knows in the meantime which is no big deal you know we don't have anything that needs done (laughs) right yeah no 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 big deal no we don't have nothing We don't got nothing that needs done. No, no, no. we don't have anything. It's okay. Uh, This, I wanted to make sure. So, oh my gosh, we're going to round six? On to round six. Round Round five. five. If he doesn't win in round five, we're going to round six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's make fun of some things, (sighs) shall we? Let's go to some. Let's get get to some. We need to have some wokery. Let's uh, cleanse our palate. So, the couple of things. Do you know, the new? because Disney ruins everything, the new Snow White is apparently not going to have a prince, and there's not going to be any dwarves? What? Dwarves or dwarves? Dwarves. Dwarves, with every- dwarves, yeah. They said that instead, someone with the production, according to Daily Mail, said that the magical forest-dwelling creatures are going to be like the trolls in Frozen or Hobbits. Do you realize that dwarves like that's was a magical thing and it, they're in a million different stories why are you getting rid of them you're just erasing yeah. I yeah I don't understand they said that they yeah they're not going to have a prince they're not going to have any so it's not going to be Snow White yeah. Base is what I'm they got the chicken west side story I think she's fine but it's, uh, I don't know why people have to be... I don't, I don't care if she's a Colombian-American actress. She, I think she can look like Snow White. And? Snow White had dark hair. But I just... Why is there no prince and why are there no dwarves? Are there going to be tiny, magical, forest-dwelling creatures? It's not Snow White if it's not. They said that the headline is that Disney's new Snow White is a bid not to leave the snowflake generation grumpy. And it's made by, it's being written by Greta Gerwig. So yeah, it's going to be way woke. No prince, no dwarves. So, oh wait, is she going to be a Mary Sue girl power Snow White? I'm so done with that. I'm so done with the Mary Sue stuff. I really am. I'm so done. Can we have, I mean, we got male action heroes. But it seems like every, almost, it's like getting to the point where almost every sci-fi and every fantasy or fairy tale movie has to they have to like remove the dudes it's just the women who were ju- i'm so tired i'm tired of it snow white was a helpless maiden she ate a poisoned apple she took food from strangers and ate it and she had no problems wandering off into the woods and living with a bunch of tiny dudes just saying she was helpless let's not girl power her up because she's not that it's a story about vanity and, and gluttony. I don't know. I, I, the whole thing is weird. So that's, the, that's changing. They're ruining Snow White. Now, uh, this story comes by New York Post. Kayla Clare, a non-binary, so she plays fantasy too, art collective boss is accused of faking being an American Indian. <laughs> okay. it's a What is a queer indigenous artist collective? Like, what makes that different from a regular artist, indigenous artist collective? Uh, is the art different? Did you paint it? Not with your hands? I'm just... Like with a straw? Yeah, sure, Kane. I'm just wondering. She's facing accusations. I love this sentence. The co-owner... Of, listen to the sentence. The co-owner of a queer indigenous artist collective in Wisconsin is, faking accus- is facing accusations of being white. Oh no, you're white <laughs> She has claimed to hold Native American heritage Now there's a difference between saying that you have heritage that's Native American Which a lot of people do And, and saying that you're straight up Like Elizabeth Warren did not say that she had Native American heritage the, It's publicly available on the internet She On her college applications for jobs At Harvard and elsewhere She literally wrote her ethnicity was that she was a Native American And she claimed, like, she was representing herself as though she had tribal membership, which she didn't. So there's a huge difference between saying that you have a heritage, because most people do, and saying that you're straight up Native American, which is what Warren did. So this lady, she says that she actually apparently was claiming that she was Native American. So the article is a little unclear. She faked her indigenous heritage and she used the front to make money, according to media. She said that she was of a bunch of different uh, Native American heritages, as well as Cuban and Jewish heritage, and she was in the Madison Indigenous Arts Community. She got artist stipends, a paid residency at the University of Wisconsin, speaking gigs. Uh, she went uh, even went by a Native American name, and it was uh, she was exposed because a hobbyist genealogist uh, posted evidence of her real genealogy on an online forum, and they said that. You know, questions about her ethnicity led them to dig. She would like dress up in, in uh, the native wear for, for public events and all this. So and then the collective uh, apologized. How many? Why is it always a leftist that does this with the exception of George Santos? Why is this always a leftist that does this? What do leftists have? Why do they want to cosplay? As minorities, so bad. Why? They're obsessed with it. And then they accuse everyone else of being racist. How many times... Who was the guy? He was the uh, big, doofus, goofy professor, like, in Colorado. He was this dude who pretended to be an American Indian forever. And then he got... He got uh, busted. Remember? I can't remember his name, but there's like this happens all the time with these people. I don't know what their obsession with this is. Kane said, because, well, do you think they have been? They're getting I don't know if they've been successful politically with it because they're getting busted.
2: Well, they're getting busted, you know, not to the extent they should be with this. But I think that the media gives the left so much cover that now they're they in their own world believe that they can do all of these things without consequence mm. because of the cover that the media provides. Hmm. We have a lab dog media.
0: True. So here's something that's going to really make you upset. So in Scotland, they spell pedophiles very differently over there. They said police in Scotland were blasted for branding pedophiles as minor attracted people in a top level report. A section of Chief Constable Ian Livingstone's annual review included the controversial term, which is inadequate for Child sex beasts That's the actual I'm reading this This is the Scottish sun It's in the prep That's an actual sentence Plus a vow to give them Support treatment and guidance Do you know what my support is And treatment and guidance is For a uh, pedophile Lead So, the force insisted it doesn't use the phrase routinely, but it did so in this top level report as part of its work with a European wide consortium tackling the exploitation of youngsters. But it was slammed by campaigners and politicians. They said that most try to soften this language around this to, to take away from it being deeply disturbing and wrong. Minor attracted, haven't people been using that here in the United States? No, we're not doing that. You're a freak. You're a pedophile. There's uh, minor attracted persons. No, 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 no. Police in Scotland, they insist they don't use it. That it was just for this one thing. I don't believe you. It, but people are outraged and they should be. That's because it minor attracted persons makes it sound less like a crime. Minor attracted persons. What is that even? Really? That We're not mainstreaming this, but I know people are trying to. But the fact that how can you expect the police, like if you're in Scotland, how can you expect the police to help you if this is how they describe and try to soften the characterization of a horrific crime? It's undermining law and order. Now, the New York Times, here's all our wokery today. New York Times, in an op-ed, they suggest that you should mate with short people to stop climate change. (laughs) The author, Mara Altman, in an actual piece, says that you should mate with, the headline is uh, never, it's, there's never been a better time to be short, and she says that, quote, when you mate with shorter people, you're potentially saving the planet by shrinking the needs of subsequent generations. Seriously. And this is weird. They the uh, one the story talks about restricting dairy. This one guy from his son's diets and allows them only minimal sugar in an attempt to limit their growth, saving them from the ills of height. What the ills? Uh, Altman says that shorter people are inherent conservationists, (laughs) and that short people don't just save resources. But wait, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She says that. Resources as resources become scarcer because of Earth's growing population. This is all a lie, by the way. The population has been waning uh, and global uh, global warming, which is also a lie uh, that it may they may best be suited for long term survival. And not just because more of us will be able to jam into spaceships when we're forced off this planet. We wreck. That's an actual line that she wrote. It's tall phobia. Dan Andros, my friend Dan Andros says it's tall phobia. Oh, short grooming. Someone else said. So you want to actually malnourish your kids to make them shorter? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, no, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Why none of these people that write this stupid stuff never start with themselves? They never volunteer. Why is that? It's rhetorical. We have uh, more on the way. We have headlines coming up. I promise to overserve you in headlines since I underserved you last hour after our interview. And if you haven't seen our interview with Chip Roy's up at YouTube. Uh, find me Dana Lash on YouTube Uh, you can see it we'll put it up on Facebook as well it's also tweeted out Uh, but uh, Facebook uh, YouTube and I'll tweet it out the link on Twitter as well and you can go and check that out it's about the house speaker and we'll have updates so stick with us we got more in store back with headlines right after this
2: and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for Dana's quick five brought to you by Caltech
0: So y'all remember that Texas Waffle House worker Who caught the chair in the air She's known as Waffle House Wendy Except her name is Hallie Apparently or Haley, it's not Wendy So apparently she was blacklisted From working at the joint Because she threw a sugar shaker At the woman in self defense They need to not only reinstate her But uh, Waffle House Haley Ought to be a trainer at the Waffle House I'm just gonna say Like she caught a chair in midair Like it was something that she is used to doing So when she tried to work for another of the chain's restaurants, she found out she was blacklisted. So that's uh, she said that it was a bunch of drunks. They were being rude and belligerent. She goes, I just finished what was started and that's it. Golly, that's amazing. Why wouldn't you hire her? Golly. Uh, Let's see. The tech industry has been laying off workers at the fastest pace since the pandemic. More than 150,000 jobs are being cut in just last year. Uh, And now more to come as Meta and Amazon are also reigning in their costs. Everyone's trying to save money because of inflation. And yeah, that's there's a lot of good in this world. I saw this story over break and I saved it because I thought this was amazing. This so, you know, the big blizzard in Buffalo, a woman in Buffalo saved the life of a 64 year old mentally disabled man who was caught in their historic blizzard. She brought him into her home, and they actually had to remove his frozen clothes and plastic bag straps that froze to his skin. Shakira Autry found Joey White, 64, suffering from severe frostbite. She works at a theater. She was inside her home, and she, they, she and, and her husband, they heard somebody outside, and when they looked outside, he had was caught in a snowbank. And he has developmental disabilities, and he was, he actually, she doesn't, sorry, she doesn't work at the theater. He works at the theater. And he was, didn't realize the blizzard meant the theater was closed, so he was trying to get to work, as he always does. And he, he got stuck in the blizzard. They went out there and saved his life. Um, And she couldn't get a hold of anyone. She was trying to alert authorities. Uh, She ended up finally getting a hold of the family. It was their worst blizzard in history and um they thankfully the family she got a hold of the family and they were they were saying that he you know he went to the theater to work and that he was you know trying to live alone et cetera. Et cetera. and uh, they set up a GoFundMe for him uh but thankfully she they brought him in and took care of him and that's just amazing i just love that they did that he slept at their house because they he had nowhere to go so there's still good in this world still some good in this world after all thank heavens uh also the man or the men who attacked these washington state substations these power substations They were apparently doing it, trying to break into businesses, say authorities. Now, this is from The Hill. They say that law enforcement arrested two men related to four vandalized power substations on Christmas Day. One indicated they did so so that they could commit burglary. So they were charged with conspiracy to damage energy facilities. And uh, Matthew Greenwood, 32, was charged with possession of he had a firearm that he was using in commission of a felony. The other suspect was Jeremy Cran, age 40. So coming up, Lauren Boebert calls out Donald Trump. Man, the power dynamic is shifting. Stay with us. We'll talk about it.
3: Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show.
4: found out that there were several members, three in fact, that went in uh, last night and were demanding positions Green. for themselves demanding gavel positions, demanding uh, subcommittees, demanding for people to be taking off committees and people to be put on committees. Three, three Republicans out of our 222. I want you all to know I have not done that for myself. The only thing I have done is, an, is debate and, and and request and argue amongst my peers for the right things for the rules package and for our agenda for the American people. And that's the only thing I've done. I haven't asked for one thing for, my, for myself, and I'm the only Republican that has zero committees. So you would think I would be the one in there asking for something, but I haven't done that. But I find out that it's my uh, Freedom Caucus colleagues and my supposed friends that went and did that, and they asked nothing for me. Nothing. That's what I found out in there. I am furious. Well, let me tell you something. While mm. the conservative, so that's Marjorie base, Taylor
0: Greene yesterday, and we talked to just last hour, and you can watch this interview. It's up on YouTube. It's on Facebook. I tweeted out the link as well. We talked to Congressman Chip Roy. He was kind of. He was seemed to contradict that. So there's a little bit of well, people wanted gavels, and no, they didn't. Uh, that's. Because that's what I'm hearing. And it seems like it comes down to the fact that some of the concessions that have been given are not enforceable unless, you know, they're controlling, you know, the steering. Now, one other thing here, uh, because now what they just went into, McCarthy just lost fifth round of voting. This could go on for quite some time. People are saying that McCarthy should step down. This is the fifth round of voting. And the problem with that is McCarthy still has more votes than any Republican contender. So no matter where you put, he still has more votes. So wouldn't that make him more? I, I don't get I don't get the argument that some have and I'm not saying this as and again I have to say this every time I talk about this because you have these people out there who are grifters and they want to divide and and my point in saying this is that I would like to see Jim Jordan but it's not going to happen because he doesn't want it he wants to be on the Judiciary Committee but if if Kevin McCarthy still has more votes than any other Republican contender why is that McCarthy's problem? Everyone's like, well, if he just would step down, someone else would be elected. Well, yeah, no, not probably because, the, you know, the guy who has more votes than everybody. I mean, I'm saying that, you know, facetiously, but come on. I want to remind you, too, we can have fun and be goofy and argue about this stuff. And as much as it frustrates me that I don't I still don't think that the people who are objecting to McCarthy were at all prepared they weren't. Let's not sugarcoat it. They were not. I think that there is a pat I think some people that have a different means to achieve an end than others. But everyone is still playing on the same team. I don't want to demonize people to the point where they're enemies. We don't have to be like that. We're not the left. We don't have to disagree with someone who is on our same side to the point where we can never You know have have we can never be civil with them again, or they can't be you know our same side allies I don't want to get to that point. So I want to make sure that you know We aren't and I I agree with what Chip Roy was saying there Here's something interesting the power dynamic I think is shifting a little bit I Have three things to point out the first while all this played out yesterday and the play out began yesterday Contrast that with the inauguration of DeSantis in Tallahassee. Today, Why all of this plays out, contrast that with the event that's happening pulling this up right now in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell speaking at an event where Joe Biden is touting his quote-unquote bipartisan infrastructure bill. Hmm. Pretty something. Lauren Boebert, according to the, to the Hill, raised up uh, Trump calls saying that having, she said, even having my favorite president call us and tell us that you need to knock this off. That's what she apparently said to the press. She says it needs to be in reverse and have him tell McCarthy you do not have the votes. It's time to withdraw. Apparently she said this when, it, when speaking. Play this. Yeah, let's play this.
4: Even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off, I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes and it's time to withdraw. And with that, I yield. Thank you.
0: Hmm. You heard Democrats go, woo Oh, boy, is that getting real. So the power dynamic is changing a little bit there, so it would seem which I, I find really interesting. I was reading a piece about, uh, actually just about the shape of the party, what's happening, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's interesting. So instead of him telling them, they're telling him now. I like Congressman Bobert. I've done a fundraiser with her and John Rich, actually. I was at John Rich's house in Nashville and we did a fundraiser for her. I don't, think that, I don't think that anybody has the right to tell Kevin McCarthy to get out. I don't think anybody has the right to tell Jim Jordan or Byron Donalds not to run either. I, I think it's a little bit hypocritical to tell anybody to get out. Just like I think it's bad to strip anybody of committee's assignments because they don't follow the line. I mean, they, 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 they and as Kane said, they have the right to round up 218 votes for Speaker if they want to. And people can hate McCarthy all they want to, but he had, how many votes did he have last time? And compared to Donald's, who was the only other leader? Yeah, I, mean, 201. I mean, McCarthy still has more, I, I mean, he, he has more votes than any other Republican challenger. So going by that math, he would have more of a mathematical right than somebody else. Now that's not a statement or an endorsement of everything that he's ever done policy-wise, but that's just looking at the math. It sounds, and I got to be honest, to some people, it's going to sound as though there are belly acres pissed because they can't get to 218 unless he's out. Well, he may not be able to get to 218 just yet either. But he's got more than they have with him in. So I just don't understand the argument on that. I mean, I really honestly, if I'm being real, I don't really care that much. All the speaker has to have is a spine. House Judiciary Committee is going to be the most one most powerful. I'm interested in who's going to be on committees. Now, from what I've seen and from what I've been told by a number of people, and I have very I know some very good conservative people who are writing about this in D.C. and who tell me this stuff on background there, you know, there have been some really good conservative people who have been selected to chair some very important committees and that's a step in the right direction as long as that happens i almost don't even care who holds the damn gavel i think it's getting to the point where it's kind of nuts at the at this level now for the way that i understand it the list that i was sharing one of the criticisms of the list of concessions is, yes, all those concessions were made. So all the concessions to House Freedom Caucus, I'm told, were made, except giving people the ability to enforce them, i.e., whether it comes down to the rules committee or it comes down to demands to overrule steering, uh, you know, whatever that is, I still... I think that that's maybe, it was that a concession? Because I didn't see it on the list, was that a concession? Because I understand that some rules can be waived. But, Lauren Boebert, though, calling out Trump, I thought was interesting. Because now some are saying that anybody who supports McCarthy is a rhino. Which then would make, all of a sudden, it would make Trump and Marjorie Taylor green rhinos. This is why I hate crazy tribalism because it flips so fast one way to the other that really people are going to sit here and say that lauren bobert or not lauren bobert but mart not lauren bobert but marjorie taylor green and Trump are rhinos did we accidentally get drunk kane i don't know what happened did we get whatever hunter has no, sure didn't. i'm not saying that flippantly like people are making this argument on social media so i'm just I don't know, I at I just this is why I caution people who are on the the conservative side constitutionally of things. This is We've got to be careful of this stuff cuz passions get inflamed the, at the, uh, yes, I think that they were unprepared. Yes, I think that this needs to get resolved. It's it's getting ridiculous at this point. The issue is not the process. The issue is the fact that the people who objected weren't unprepared and they want to then st- brush off the responsibility that comes with not being prepared and try to make that out. Like people are criticizing the process when instead they're actually criticizing the lack of preparedness from the objectors. They're not 2 they're not the same thing. They're two separate things. And I, I do get a little aggravated at people who say that, well, you're criticizing the process because essentially the unspoken real argument is that you're criticizing Liberty. No, we're criticizing your apparent, you know, you claim to be such a patriot, but you couldn't even be prepared for this moment. It's not like it was sprung on you. Everybody knows you vote for speaker the day they come into seat. It's been like this for over a century. It's not a surprise. Don't tell me that there was no other way to go about it because I know better. I mean, not to make myself sound like I'm 90 years old, but hell, people, I've been doing this since some of these cats were in D.C. Come on. We all know this. We know better. You be prepared. Man, I would, be, I would have been scheming before I got there. Grassroots Tea Party, that's what they did. Everyone's like you little Machiavellians. They schemed and won. Golly, they took out Eric Cantor. They had Dave Brett ready to go. They just pushed him right in. Where do you, th- where do you think the House Freedom Caucus came from? Was Tea Party Grassroots. Not only did they get their people in, but they immediately made a caucus. That's being prepared. But now, 10 years later, doesn't seem like we are. I have no problems with having a debate, fighting it out. But you got to have a replacement. You need to have something to offer. You can't just go and, oh, how does that benefit us? Folks, you got to start looking at things as, how, uh, this is going to sound selfish, I'm using the collective me. But really, ultimately, your government serves you. You have to start looking at all of this stuff as, how is this benefiting me? Now, these people are your employees and you are expected, you are, nay, you are deserving of a service. You took over the house. You deserve, you want your taxes lowered. You don't want to be paying the salaries of 87,000 new IRS agents. You're tired of sending money to Ukraine with no accountability at all whatsoever. So you're owed a service, are you not? Your tax dollars are paying for these people's salaries and they're fighting, some of them, I think, to advance themselves. Now, you got to start looking as and put yourself first and stop putting these politicians first. Because I think the perspective is skewed on the approach to this debate.
3: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: And make sure you go and sign up over at Substack, chapter and verse, the newsletter. There's a lot of stuff that, uh, that goes out. And I tell you, uh, watching some of this stuff, they're going to apparently go to a sixth round. We'll see how this goes. I wanted to share this story with you, though. In the meantime, Mayor Secretary, Tra- Transportation Secretary, Poot Buttigieg, he brought his husband Chasten, Chasten mm-hmm. on a military aircraft so they could attend a sporting event together in the Netherlands. Aww. It's an independent watchdog. They said that the pair traveled to Europe on a military aircraft at the expense of the taxpayer... To attend the fifth Invictus Games. That's the thing that that uh, whining ginger, the spare, yeah. runs, and that's the last thing that he has. It's a great, you know, great idea, but I don't know that he came up with it. Uh, he's talked more about how he's the spare than he has, you know, that lately. So the uh, Mirror Secretary Poot and Chaston traveled from Joint Base Andrews to Rotterdam, Netherlands, via Mill Air flight, and they returned two days later on a military aircraft. Huh, and they said that he was going to lead. Biden said he was going to lead a delegation to that included lawmakers and administration officials to the Invictus Games, but it sounded was it just him and because it, I don't know. It looked like there was only like a couple of those people. They but they on a taxpayer to attend, what? I'm just trying to figure out why that's necessary expense. Interesting. Now, uh, let's see. I have, tomorrow we're going to get to, we have more Twitter files. I really think that this is just being, it's really being blown over. And it's disappointing that it is because some of this is, I mean, it's, you could say it's kind of a constitutional crisis the way that the government has been using these companies as agents of state. But uh, one other last quick thing on the House thing They're rolling into a sixth ballot They have to keep voting until speaker is chosen Or they vote to adjourn So if they adjourn they can't do anything else but that I didn't mean to take up all of Kane's time But I wanted to let you know what was happening Because I, people have been asking So they have to keep voting or adjourn So if they adjourn early that's why We'll have all of this more tomorrow Plus Twitter files All kinds of stuff Folks have a great night Like and subscribe Facebook and YouTube Back with you tomorrow